This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the MVSP Most Valuable Sports Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Joe Nagy, joined by my good friend, Brandon Wirth. Today we're joined by Zachary Cook. Zach, thanks for coming on the show. Of course. I'm glad to be here. Fellas, we had a very, very eventful weekend uh, for men's and women's basketball here. They both got the sweep on Wisconsin Parkside and Purdue Northwest. Fellas, what were your thoughts on the games? Yeah, we came out on top. It's always a good thing, but... Ferris has just done so well this year. It's it's just been a rolling, rolling season where everything's clicking, and now since we're getting towards postseason, that's what, exactly what you want to do. So it's very, very exciting. And, I mean, when you're talking about conference play, we shoot the ball much better for three when we're in the conference play, which I feel like can really help us down the stretch. Obviously, it's going to be a neutral, neutral site game, but I think that's still going to carry over. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. And then not only that, but – we continue to keep up the assist as we are the third leading uh, mm-hmm. team with the assist in the country right yep. now. And I think that's something that they're going to need to just keep up, you know, to keep the success going that they have right now. Also, Dorian Louis and Walt Kelzer still kind of being those guys who are the main scorers on team. Dorian with 20 against Wisconsin Parkside and Walt with 14. Uh, they both did really good. Uh, they went about 50% from the three along with about 50% again from the field goal. So that was really good for them. Um, I mean, coming into that, I mean, when you think about they're standing in, in the GLIAC right now, they just clinched the GLIAC North. They got a really good position for the GLIAC tournament. How do you think these two wins are going to kind of propel them not only against Lake Superior State, but also into the GLIAC tournament? Well, I mean, kind of just repeating like what I was just talking about. Obviously, you want to be on a roll and get hot, but the way that we're shaping these games together now at this end of the season and how guys are starting to play a little bit differently, I feel like is starting to prepare for these comp- these competitions we have coming up. And, I mean, our big men have done a very good job. They've stepped up as of late. I mean, Cole Walker, um, yeah, Cole Walker was more of the guy at the beginning of the season, and now he's kind of shifted into more of a role player when you got a guy – like Walt Kelzer and like, guys like that, along with Logan yeah. Ryan too, who's yeah. been really Logan good. Logan Ryan for has been an extremely threat or extremely good threat in the, in the middle there. I mean, he's grabbing boards, grabbing putbacks, and we're thankful for Colorado State for sending him our way. But it's just, I mean, we saw the the shooting performance. Excuse me from D'Angelo Hughes in that um, Michigan Tech game that I saw where he had like six straight threes in the first half. I mean, you knew he was going to shoot it once he had the ball. It was just electric. But just how these guys are starting to step up and get into their form, I think it's huge right now, especially going into postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like in February, they're 6-1 and one in February. And like you're, they're getting hot and clicking right when you need to. You Absolutely. Know, postseason play is coming around. You got the tournament. Mm-hmm. You got – the NCAA tournament, like they're getting hot right when they need to get hot. Definitely, and for work sure. Out for them. And with their last loss against Northwood, I mean that was probably one of the toughest games, but that was also one of the best games we've seen. And last time, uh, they're rolling in on a four-game win streak coming against Lake Superior State, who they beat ninety-seven to eighty-six last time at Lake Superior State. So obviously, I'm pretty sure that they got a good chance to beat the Lakers this weekend. Um, but I mean, anything could happen. But I'm just really hoping that we get a good situation. Finish strong on the season so we get a good placement for the GLIAC tourney. Just get a good uh, kind of feel for what we're going to have to do 
to beat those good teams like Michigan Tech, Grand Valley, all those guys who are going to meet farther down in the bracket. Yeah, I th- I really hope that our defense steps up, especially in March, because I think that's probably our, our weakest aspect, you could say. Our defense is it's good. It's not great. I mean, yeah. obviously, you see NCAA teams, like we're mm-hmm. talking like San Diego State. We got guys that are just absolutely gritty. Baylor, you could say as well. Yeah. Kansas, even too, that these teams are really gritty. If Ferris can get really gritty on the defensive end, with their hot offense they have right now, they could they could may very well be the top threat going into the tournament. <laughs> and yeah, that's the, yeah. one of the missing keys is the defense, compared, uh, yeah. especially when compared like nationally to all these other teams that are going to be competing against in the tournament. That's the one that, the one thing that they do need is the defense. Yeah, one, one thing I've noticed, too, is that when we're in that press and it's been working for us, like we get steals, we get – there's a lot of times that Walt gets a couple steals, gets a couple buckets and stuff like that, that we just all of a sudden just let off the gas. And yeah. I'm not sure if like we're – if. Uh, Bronkema doesn't want to like tire them out or something, but I feel like it's just gonna kind of be them figuring out when they need to, when they need to let off the gas, when they need to push forward, when they just need to kind of keep their foot on the necks of the opponent, so that way when the opponent's down and we're on a hot streak, that we just keep that going so we can build it up. But yeah, I I I mean Northwood, if you watch the Northwood game, that was the most primary example, best example you could think of with this press. I mean, we were down what Joe. 18, 19 points, mm-hmm. and we clawed all the way back to five within two minutes with this press. It was working like literally you draw it up on paper. It was amazing. And it's weird to see that you're like, yeah, we're down five. We don't have to press anymore. But it's like, why aren't you? We yeah. can still press. Let's get the lead. Let's get a 10-point lead. Let's keep growing. Let's stay hot while we got it. If what's working, you should keep doing it. Yeah, but if it's broke, not don't broken, fi- don't fix it. Yeah. I mean, that that's just my thoughts on that, but. Moving on now into the, the women's team. side. Yes, Joe, the women's side. <laughs> but um, got a game coming up, as you all know, against Lake Superior State, our final regular season game. I've been really impressed with Audrey Anderson. I mean, she's played very well. She's averaging 15 points a game this year. She's shooting 43% from the floor. She's kind of stepped up as of late, along with Riley Blair, as, as usual. But we have a very young core coming in that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And not only that, Adrian Anderson, she locked up uh, her third bid for GLIAC Player of the Week. She had a very good performance against Wisconsin Parkside. Uh, six rebounds, five assists, 22 points. She led the team with that. Um, she just did really good. She's obviously becoming kind of a leader at that guard position for her. Um, she's just doing really good. Yeah, absolutely. And there's other key players on that team, like Mallory McCartney as well. And then you got um, other players like Renee Strom, Chloe Idoni. I sped that wrong. I apologize. But you <laughs> got these George, guys. too. Yep. yep, as well. These role players that are stepping up, scoring when they need to, being there when they need to, doing the right things. And that's just helping this team grow as a unit. And I think that's almost a different kind of going to the Michigan Tech men's team that I watched where they have they had one guy, um, number 30. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But he's he's been their primary guy. He's yeah. he's the LeBron of that Cavs team where he's taking all the looks. He's getting all the shots. And that team dynamic just seems like it's changed. And they started out hot, and now they're not because he's gotten the ball more. Where this Ferris women's team is like the opposite, where it's getting more spread out. I mean, Riley has the ball when they need to, or the, somebody else has the ball when they need to to score. But everybody complimentary really puts the puzzle together and helps us propel forward. Four, four players yeah, had yeah. over 10 points. Four players yeah. had 10 points, and then there's a few players that were really close, having nine and seven points. Yeah, like Zoe right Anderson there. Yeah. Stuff like it, and Samantha Krause. Yeah. yeah. And the whole team had 22 assists that just this last game. 
like ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's girls that are shooting the ball extremely well from three as well. Mallory McCartney, I mean, she's shooting thirty seven percent. That's that's very good. I mean, Riley Strum also or Renee Strum is also shooting forty two percent from three. Adrian Anderson shooting thirty four. We're putting the ball in the hole from the outside and the inside, mm-hmm. and you can't ask for anything more than that. Definitely. Anyways, fellas, let's transition now to uh, Ferris Hockey. They have also a Lake Superior State game coming up as well this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Full um, of Lakers. We've, we've, we've talked about um, kind of a disappointing season so far, but, I mean, you don't want to really get your hopes up. I mean, I don't think we really have a chance at the WCHA what? conference tournament, um, as sad as it is to say, with how good of our program has been. Um, but I think we just got to end out well against Lake Superior State. Both games we played last time, we did end up losing to them. That was kind of that kind of stunk a little bit. But I think since they were so close, we only lost five to four and four to three, and they were really close. I mean, in overtime, we lost to one. So I think we have a very good chance of ending out on two wins, which will be really good for the team. But I mean, I think we just kind of got to look for next year to kind of rebuild yeah. and get good for the get get better so we can uh, kind of give a better run for this conference title. Right. Like, if you're not going to be able to make it this year, you want to just end out on those wins, you know, get the team morale up for this next season, you know, just so you're not coming into this next season on a low point. Like, you want to come right. up yeah. in the season on a high point. Absolutely agree with that. And let the young guys play, too. Yeah. I mean, right. obviously you want to give the, the older guys their last time on the ice. I, I understand that, but mo- moving younger guys in, because this is a perfect opportunity to give them ice time. I mean, you got nothing to lose. Let them develop their skills. Let them figure out what, hey, this is what I need to do next year to be a role player mm-hmm. when they're they're just kind of sitting and watching most of the time, letting these upperclassmen do their thing. Now they're going to get a hands-on experience. Okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to learn. This is how I can help the team going forward. But, Definitely. Yeah, I think this is, these are winnable games. I mean, we traveled all the way up to Lake Superior State and lost by one goal in both games, including one OT. Yeah. I feel like that would stir me up inside. I would want to take that back, especially on home ice in your last game before postseason. I hope we come out with at least a win out of this. Mm-hmm. I think we can, but there's only one way to find out. Tune in Friday and Saturday night on Definitely. campus. So, And finally, everyone, uh, kind of to close out this fair section, uh, we're going to be kind of <laughs> talking about Bulldogs in action coming up this weekend along with the rest of probably next week as well. Softball, they in their Midwest Regional crossover to start the new season, they went three for four uh, with wins, uh, three straight. They lost their first one. Uh, I forgot who it was against, but they ended up winning out, one of, one of which was a mercy uh, in five innings, which is really good for them. They play Hillsdale March 7, trying to kind of carry that three-game win streak that they have going on right now. And men's and women's tennis, they have a game this weekend at home against Hillsdale at the Racket Center if you want to go watch. Um, I think it's just going to be really good because they can just kind of get a good start for the season, and hopefully uh, we can just kind of roll from there. But, Brandon, how's uh, what's track got going on this weekend? Track is in conferences this weekend at GV, so biggest sure. race of the season. So it should be very exciting. Two-day, Saturday, Sunday, if you want to come. I don't believe um, the meet starts until noon on Saturday. I could be wrong, but to find out, go to the website fairstatebulldogs.com you can find out for yourself but oh. joe also we did forget to mention that for the that the women's basketball team as well also clinched the gliac north division as well that is congratulations true. to both teams that is very big for fair sports uh we're proud to be bulldogs that's really good for them absolutely um, we're just really excited to kind of see this gliac tournament and uh, ncaa tournament bid as well but fellas it's your favorite part of the show it's my random fact time oh yes 
All right, boys. Let me pull it up real quick. Let me just get it up. Do, 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 do. Don't put pressure do. on me. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> All right, what you got? I believe it was in 2015. Okay. The most points were scored in an NCAA college basketball game. Who was it and how many points were there? Are you asking a player or a team? Player, sorry. Excuse is me. This lim- is this limited to Division One? I? I believe it was like a D3 team. Okay. A D3 player, I think. Wasn't it like 136 or something? I feel like it was over 100, something like that. Because I know he took a picture with like Wilt Chamberlain did yeah, with the Yeah, with the with piece the of number. paper in the locker yeah. room. I, 136 is ringing a bell, Joe. Is that the answer? I don't know. It was 138. Oh, you're so close. Dang it. All right. That's close enough. Give, was, give, it, give it me was, a gimme right there. It, it was close. I'll give it to you. It was Is Jack Taylor. Uh, Zach Taylor. That's Zach, I don't I think so anymore. Now. I know he has a YouTube channel because I kind of did some oh, research really? on him. So <laughs> wow, shout subscribe out. to him, I guess, <laughs> if you want out. to. But wow. um, but he played at Grinnell College. I think it was a D3 school. But uh, a couple games later, he also scored 109 points for a fun wow. fact. Talk about having the ball. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he's not like at least on like a G League team. Like I wouldn't be surprised like if he's got he's got to be somewhere playing I basketball. Wa- I still. watched the uh, like the highlights for that game, and there was a lot of him just kind of like scoring the bucket and then being at half. Yeah, and a then, lot of cherry picking. Yeah, but I mean, still 136 points. That's nothing to that's, shake a stick at. I mean, so. yeah, that's obviously a 40 minute game. You're scoring 138 points. That's amazing efficiency. Yeah, you're scoring at will and you're not stopping. Yeah. Would uh, you would you say that's better than Lamelo's ninety two in high school? Because I don't know. I, I feel mean, like a lot of his his a lot of his were cherry picking. Oh, too. they that definitely was a lot of cherry I watched picking. a video with uh, Lamelo balls, and like I feel like I I think it was like twenty points of his were cherry picked in that game from yeah. what what I remember of the video, and then there was like ten points from free throw something like that. Like mm-hmm. so, it was like thirty points of his that like were easy points. Yeah. Because I I don't know. I just kind of feel like cherry picking. Like, yeah, it's it's great you got more points, but how many of those were quality buckets? Right. I mean, if you look at any high-scoring game, like David Robinson, mm-hmm. when he scored all those points to yeah. sc- win the scoring title, it's a lot of the, the teammates feeding the player a lot just to give them yeah. more points. Yeah. Shout out to every teammate of a guy that scored over 70 points in a game because you made some sacrifices there. That is very true. Assist record, maybe. I don't know, but... Last week uh, on Thursday, we talked about our basketball predictions for um, a couple of Big Ten games along with just some big games overall. Fellas, we're going to start with the Ohio State-Iowa game. I thought Ohio State was going to come up with a little bit of an upset there, ranked 23 while Iowa was at 18. They ended up losing 76-85. to 85. What were you guys' thoughts on that game? I, would, I don't know if it was on camera, but I know I was I was more on the Iowa side, but I'm, I'm not going to like issue about you mean that, mike Joe. not camera yes that's the, <laughs> I, that's what i said i said mike joe no you said just, what no. we'll, we'll play we'll, it back later okay whatever no i definitely said camera it's funny but anyway yeah uh caleb wesson he only had 10 points <laughs> 10 yeah when you're when you're a star player is you yeah, only the, getting 10 points it's you're you not gonna to score win the game, ball those games yeah. like that i mean they had like three four guys over 10 points but i mean i would kind of go hard yeah, but Iowa or Luke Garza. Yeah, Luke Garza. I guess you could say. <laughs> I mean, with twenty-four points, it's kind of tough to go against. He had six rebounds, four assists, twenty-four points. But they also he they also had four guys with over ten points. So yeah, I mean, we can't 
played very or he didn't shoot the ball well from three but he still he didn't play a bad game obviously Mm -hmm. i mean kreiner he stepped up actually really well i mean he had 12 points as well with four boards including went five for six from the line which is what you want from a guy like that a really scrappy player that kreiner is but ohio state's like their narrative is just kind of like it's just been dampened ever since carton left i don't know what's going on over there but it, it just doesn't look like the same team without Carton there. And also with the efficiency standpoint, Iowa shot, it looks 14% better from field goals, uh, 10% better from the three, and Ohio State actually was better at them from free throws. But with those with that efficiency standpoint, it, feels a lot, it seems a lot better when you're making shots more often, and that kind of plays into the fact of you playing a lot better as well. Yeah, and going to Iowa, I missed over a name. Evelyn, their their seventh man, you could call him, or sixth man, he went three for five from three, and he had 15 points off the bench. Mm -hmm. Those guys are what help propel a team. And I I recognize a name here on the the Hawkeye starting lineup, Toussaint. I haven't seen very much from him this year, to be honest. I don't know what it is. He's been very inconsistent. He's had very good games. I feel like the first, the second game against Michigan when they were at Iowa, like I feel like he had a very good game that time. But like he's been incons- like you said, very inconsistent yeah. throughout the whole season, and that's something that Iowa doesn't need. They need someone that's going to be there and be consistent for them, especially as we get into March and through the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I remember watching a game. I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. He came in oh, for oh. um, I believe it was McCaffrey. He came on, he gets the ball and he turns it over in the first possession, and then he gets pulled. It was just kind of like, why Why exactly is he coming in the game if he's not at this state where he can play at his top? Yeah. I, don't, I, I just, it was, you could tell, by the way, when he came in, he was like, all right, he's probably not going to get the ball because, I mean, he's he wasn't that guy like, oh, I'm going to be, he's not, he didn't really look active when he came in the game. He's like, yeah, he came in, uh, yeah, I'm coming in for you, and he kind of just went over the corner, and then, Later in the game, he almost does like the same thing. A couple of possessions later, then he makes a really bad pass and then he gets pulled again. It's just like you don't understand. And then he's got right. games like this where he goes two for two from three and has nine points. You're just kind of like, you don't know. I mean, he's had three turnovers as well and three fouls, so that can kind of go along with what we're saying. But mm-hmm. you, the, this Iowa team is good. The inconsistency is what's making them. The inconsistency not great. is the question mark around this team yeah. going into March. I completely agree. Definitely. Anyways, guys, to move on to the next one, we had our matchup of Penn State and Indian Lions along with the Indiana Hoosiers. Another Big Ten matchup. Indiana coming up with the I guess you could say big upset. I mean, they weren't it's, ranked it's, at the It's a much needed win for Indiana. Definitely. They oh, yeah. to get those quad one wins to for 60. Them. Yeah, that was a great quad win for Indiana, yeah. especially against a Big Ten powerhouse like Penn State. Yeah. That's a real morale to, booster after yeah, that Michigan game. You kind of give them a better seed as well for the Big Ten championship or Big Ten tournament as well. But Penn State, they were kind of carried. I guess you could say carried, I guess, by Lamar Stevens. He had 29 points, six rebounds, one assist. Everyone else kind of played a little. There wasn't a lot of guys who scored over 10 points, only Miles Dredd with the even 10. They were kind of spread out along the board. A couple of guys with seven, three, two. Um, but I think Indiana really kind of took it over as they kind of played more spread out with a lot of guys scoring uh, close to 10 points and over as well. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis with 13 and Ojami Durham, hopefully I said his name right, with 14. They were leading scores, but I think Indiana kind of played a lot better than Penn State in this game, to be honest. 
and that does also put Penn State on a two-game losing streak, not necessarily where they want to be going into, you know, these final four games of the season into the Big Ten tournament, especially when how close the seeding is with the Big yeah. Ten tournament. Like, one game could there's, put you from the two seed all the way down to, like, the seven seed. I looked at there's – from second place to – yeah. Fifth place, they're all ten and six. Well, if you look all the way from the, uh, second place, which is Penn State, all the way down to I believe it's Minnesota. Wisconsin, yeah. There's only Penn- three games in between yeah, all yeah. of those teams. So you could have Penn State, who is right now a second seed team, drop all the way and have to play one of the first four games yeah. in the Big Ten tournament. That's which, wild. Which would be awful for them because yeah. no one has. I don't think any team has ever won the Big Ten tournament when you have to play a first one 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 of those first games yeah. on that first day. Penn State, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan State, Wisconsin, they're 10-6, and Michigan Rutgers, they're 9-7-9-8. So there's seven teams right there that are just very – that are so close that literally just one bad game can either throw you down to a very bad Big Ten Ten tournament standing that can potentially just end this – you might have a chance right there. You might have to play another game if you yeah, drop right. a game like this. You might have to go to back down to that lower, that nine through twelve, where you got to play your way in. And I, that's I, right. I'm excited larger. to see the next couple these of games. These last that are four games are all just competitive. Yeah, they're these be last, extremely competitive. Yeah, these last four games for all the big, all the Big Ten teams are so crucial. As there, yeah. as a lot of teams are still fighting for some, you know, potential bidding for the tournament or just higher seating. Like, yeah, it's it's going to be an amazing finish for this Big Ten. Yeah, going back to this game, I mean, Penn State did not shoot the three ball well, and that's probably what ended up costing them this mm-hmm. game. I mean, you if you're a college team, you can't shoot 14% from three. You've got to knock down the three ball if you want yeah, to be a, two for, especially, two for 14. especially if you're ninth in the country. Exactly. Only six points from three, which is tough. And Indiana, they only – I mean, they only scored five, but, I mean, that's still five for 14. They had a way better percentage. As well as field goals, they were pretty evenly matched in field goals. There was only a difference of one uh, percent. Indiana went twenty-three for fifty-four, and Penn State went twenty-two for fifty-three. Um, so uh, it was very evenly matched. But I think Indiana, when it came down to the times where they had to play well, they just out outplayed Penn State. Yeah, and going to the first half when Indiana built up that thirteen-point lead. That's just a damper on the opposing team at halftime. I mean, you're going to get stirred up. You're like, we can do this, guys. We can come back. But when it's 13 points, you got to have the mindset that we have to chip every point off. But every time Indiana just punched right back, it was just even more demoralizing. To yeah, State. especially when you're on the road in the Big Ten, too. Yeah, on the road in one at, of the it most. Was at Indiana, right? Yes. Okay, yes, I believe I so. In one of the most well-known gymnasiums in the Big Ten as well. I mean, that's kind of a funky layout they have in their gym. It's kind of oh, like, yeah. reminds you of that old school, like middle school auditorium stage type mix gym. But anyway, moving on into our last game, the big, big the game. Big, the big, probably the most hyped up regular season game of the year so yes. One of the most entertaining too, I would, oh, I yes. would say that. We're talking Kansas and Baylor. And boys... I'll admit, I was wrong. I was Kansas wrong as won. well. Kansas won this I game. I was not expecting Kansas to win, actually. I was not either. I had I could have put all my money on Baylor. I was so confident. But the Jayhawks came out on top for their 24th win of the season. And with that win, go to the number one spot in the rankings. What are your guys' thoughts? Well, for a minute in that game, it looked like Kansas was just going to blow Baylor out, especially when it got down to like the last five minutes or something like oh, that. Yeah. I feel like they were up by I think they were up by like eight or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. And I was that. like, oh wow, this game is just turned into a blowout. It's going to be over. It's it's it. And Baylor keeps fighting back and they fighting back. 
And I feel like that's, like, even though they lost, that showed something that, you know, that they're a team that's not going to give up necessarily in the big, in the March Madness tournament. And they're always going to be fighting for, every, you know, every play, every possession, er, like, everything that, you know, they need to do in this tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, and for Kansas as well, Uduka Azubuike, I hope. I'm pretty sure I said that Azu, right. just yeah, we'll just refer to him I'll, as I'll just Azu. say Uduka, oh, Uduka or whatever. Okay. He had ahead. 23 points, 19 rebounds. Just a monster in the paint. I mean, anytime anytime someone gets 19 rebounds, you know that's going to be a lot of second chance buckets, especially on offense, on defense. That's just something that you always want to have. Along with Devin Dotson, he had 13. Uh, they had three guys total over te- over 10 points and a couple guys spread out along the board. Um but when you look at the stat sheet, it just kind of looks like um, Udoka was a very key part of Kansas winning that game. Oh, yeah. Five offensive rebounds, 19 total. Any missed shot was going to him. Baylor didn't have very many. I don't even – did they even have more than three offensive rebounds? Oh, they had 11. It didn't feel like they had very many offensive rebounds, especially against him in the paint. But who was the, who was the Kansas player that got suspended for the fighting or whatever? I don't. Remember. I don't remember. I remember Darius telling us on the last show, or you looked it up, I believe. Oh yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to find it in a second. Well, and the thing is, like his efficiency compared to the first time that Baylor and Kansas played oh, is spectacular. Completely like, different. Change they were showing game. it throughout the game, and I was like, that it's just crazy. He was scoring so many more points, getting so many more rebounds. Like that's something that Kansas definitely needed. Oh, so it was Silvio De Suso. Yes, that's that is right. correct. Okay. And he second, has a second episode that we had to look at. Twelve up. game suspension. Not For, that's three what to that's, five. Some, that's something that the, I thought the guy that picked up the chair. <laughs> yes, yeah, no. the, 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 the throw the chair guy. But. I'm telling you, pick up a chair. Eight games. Mark it, mark it down on red pen. On paper. I thought that was going to be it's a pretty big, happen. I thought that was going to be a pretty big factor of why Baylor was going to win that game. To yeah. be honest, but I mean, Kansas kind of just took it out of nowhere and just came with a big win. Well, but. does Baylor bounce back? Tonight and they beat Kansas State. I believe so. I, I feel I, like they should, I think but like they should. Let's just should see like how they should respond to a loss. I feel like they're going to be able to handle it well, but let's just. I feel like that's something that should be watched, like how they're handling this loss against Kansas State. Yeah, and that'll really show how dominant of a team they are. That they, if they can bounce back, especially. I mean, it's not like a big game. Obviously, you're not right. playing. You're not playing a top five team right no, after it. Definitely. But in, into an or uh, a team where. They can play really, really well together, and Baylor's played so well this year. I mean, twenty-four and two, and how many great teams have they played and beat? I mean, so many. They beat they beat Kansas already at Kansas, and they lost at home, obviously, in this game. But, but Kansas is a good team. Anyway. Kansas is a great team. I mean, I I mean, I have my skepticism, but if you want to listen to my skepticism, you have to listen to the last episode. But Baylor's a team where you're just like. They're so like a tight knit group. It seems like they got that charisma. They got that chemistry. I feel like they're they're they got each other's backs. And like I said, they're the team to watch in March. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, they're the one of the teams you want to root for in March because they're not usually they're not usually like they're not a Duke. They're not a Kansas. They're yeah. not North Carolina. They're not always there. It's like oh yeah, they're it's, always. It's, there. it's a good story the this side, year. They have Chip and Joanna Gaines as one of their fans. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying that's that's a pretty big that's a pretty big thing. Oh yeah, that, them down in Waco, they they love their bears. It's pronounced, it's, it's pronounced, it's pronounced Waco. They, they must okay. There must yeah, be something Joe. down there in the water this year after you know the football team coming out of nowhere and having a really good season, and then now this basketball team coming out of nowhere. Even the women's basketball team, like they're just 
having a really good season down yeah. there in, in, in Baylor. Yeah, especially. I, I think mean, it's a long time coming, too. Yeah, because especially, uh, especially after, I mean, I hate to break it or bring it up, but that football scandal a couple years ago. Yeah. How they've responded from that is exactly how you want to. Obviously, Matt Rule's gone now as the football coach, but what mm-hmm. he did to that Baylor program really changed the whole thing and turned yeah. the whole narrative I think they around. should be able to keep that up a little bit for at least a few years. That, yeah. that you know, the. the uh, sort of like the, I'm blinking on the word right now. No, like the, uh, like the foundation. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, like he brought that. Like he brought that in. And I feel yeah. like that's gonna stay for at He's, least a he little laid, bit. He laid it out, but they yeah. just had to build on it. Yeah, that. Yep. That, he poured that, the concrete. They just got to build the house now. Yeah, there you go. That that was a great analogy right wow, there. Wow, Zach, well great done. analogy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on, we have some new matchups in college basketball. We would like to make our takes on. First one is a fellow Big Ten game. We got the Spartans of Michigan State against who the, we already talked about, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Buckeyes. The Hawkeyes, Hawkeye, not the Buckeyes. Oh Hawkeyes, not the Buckeyes. Oh Ohio sorry. State is not playing Joe. They both have I'm eyes sorry. in their name. I'm, I apologize. Anyway, Michigan State, Iowa, your guys' thoughts. I uh, think I'm kind of excited for it. In On ESPN, they have MSU winning for 81% chance. I, th- I saw that. I felt I felt like that was really really I, high for this game. That's really high. I mean, I thought they were kind of low balling. Like I mean, not or I guess I feel like they were shooting a little bit high. They like are, Iowa. Yeah. Iowa deserves a little bit more credit. I think. I mean, two ranked teams going up against each other. How can you get something over? Especially 80%. when I was especially when I was ranked 18 and Michigan State's ranked 24. Well, yeah. I well, what they're that. doing is they're really counting into the fact that you know they're playing at the Breslin Center. The, you know the the crowd, the fans. They're yeah, really gonna get is into true, it. I guess. And you know, I feel like, um, what was it? Michigan State. Michigan State is uh, ten and three at home this year. So like, and I was only four and five on the road. So yeah, like, they've struggled on the road this year. Yeah, but eighty one percent. Yeah, when you look at the like the uh, projected stats or whatever for the teams, they are extremely evenly matched. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I feel like, in my opinion, it's going to come down to if Garza and uh, Wieskamp can really you know get hot and stay hot throughout the whole game and for Michigan State you know if they, if they can get the offense going you know and like clicking and like you know they're draining shots then you know that's where that's where they need to be in order to win this game mm-hmm. and and this is a really tough game to you know decide and who's going to win but I feel like you know Izzo's not going to let this Spartan team lose at home like, especially with the looking at these next four games that they have they got to win this one yeah. So I feel like Michigan yeah. State's gonna like pull out a very close, maybe an overtime like game today with that with against Iowa. But that, I mean that's what I think. Yeah, I would I'll agree with you on the Michigan State pick. Cassius Winston's been phenomenal. We talked about him all year. Xavier Tillman as well. After that though, it's a little scary because you don't know who's gonna score. I mean, there's so many right. different guys that can score, mm-hmm. but they don't really have another guy that can consistently fill the fill the hoop. But you're just kind of like, well, who's going to be that guy? Is it Aaron Henry? Is it Gabe Brown? Is it Rocket Watts or Malik Hall? Who's the guy I that's going to step Rocket up? Rocket Watts played for Michigan. Yeah, Rocket State. Watts yeah, does mean, play for Michigan State. But, but how much are they going to rely? How much are they really going to rely? I feel like they're not going to rely on like a, this underclassman as much. I feel like it's going to be they're Xavier gonna, Tillman, Cassius Winston. Right. They're going to yeah. be leading it. Which is why the, they yeah. need to get that offense established in order to win this game. Exactly. I mean, Tillman and Winston, those two guys in a tandem. I think they're the second best pick and roll partners in the Big Ten, and obviously behind my hometown Simpson yeah. and Teske. That's that's unbeatable. I'll tell you right there. But <laughs> anyway, those well, those guys know yeah. how to play the pick and roll. And extremely well. we went over Iowa's last five games. 
on Thursday, and they were three for five, three for five for the last five, like we said. But when you look at Michigan State, they're only two for five. Uh, their last one against Nebraska, they won 86-85 pretty handily. But Nebraska is also they're pretty they're 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 they're, worse than the Big Ten. They are they are bad. bad. Yeah, I was gonna they're they are very bad. So I don't know if that's gonna because it's gonna be a. I don't know if they're just gonna get. I know they're not gonna get shocked for how good Iowa is. Kind of like that difference because they're Michigan State. They don't. They're gonna adapt pretty well. But I just am hoping that they're gonna bounce back. Yeah, I guess so. Bounce. I mean, it was a W, but like, kind of just like come hard against Ohio Iowa State. Yeah, I Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, Iowa State. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I can't talk. No, today, you're but. fine. I, we have all, we all have those days. You're fine, Joe. Everybody but has. yeah, this is a this is a game where I feel like Michigan State can really just. Get back on track. Get back to the narrative, especially that this four-game stretch is one of the hardest in oh, the yeah. country. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Iowa, four straight Big Ten ranked teams to end the Maryland, season at Maryland, who's at arguably going to be a one seed in the tournament. You got guys like our teams like Ohio State as well. This is going to be this is going to be a tough road, and I think Izzo's going to have them ready. They're going to buckle up and they're going to get back to work. Yeah, can I Definitely. can I level with you guys real quick here? Yes, sir. Level. I could honestly see Michigan State not winning a single game out of these last four. Like they could not win a single one of these four, and I would. I, I could. Be, I, I could honestly it. see it. I believe. And it. then that would drop them most likely all the way down to the last to the one of the first four games in the in the Big Ten, and that's going to be a really tough spot for them. Yeah, they're still going to get into the tournament. You know. It, it's a name brand. They've not house. They've had a pretty good, decent season, and I'm sure they could make a run in the Big Ten tournament. However, I could see them losing going zero and four, if, if they one and three. Yeah, because if they lose the last four, they could that could put them they, below they, Ohio State and only like fifth bet, like fifth best from the bottom. Yeah, I guess you could say. I, I I can almost see this that scenario happening for Iowa honestly if they mm. lose this game and go on a down spill because they're both oh, ten and six they're, in the conference they're they're a really streaky team I mean they're hot they're hot they're not they're not they they struggle right. so I could see that happening and they they could potentially lose two or three out of the last four games go down mm-hmm. lower in a seed and be a one and done in this Big Ten tournament and now we're wondering if they're even a tournament team when it comes to March Madness. Mm-hmm. But. They still might make the tournament, but like they might not even win their first game, which was, which is probably the it's the expectation now is that they're going to win at least a few games here and there. Definitely. Yeah, we will see. But tune in later; we will show where Iowa should be on the bracket. Yep. But in our next game, another Big Ten game, we got Minnesota against Maryland. We Maryland were just Terrapins. Talking about. The Maryland Terrapins, number one in the Big Ten, and Minnesota. I think they're farther down in. Uh, they're. The, they're uh, they, I believe they're like. Eleven. They're fourth. Th- they're fourth to last. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 down in like near ten or something like that. I believe. But shocking though, they have Mar- Minnesota as a fifty-two percent win. What I, I did Maryland. see that. What? Well, yeah, Maryland is not a oh, good I away team this this season. I, they're they're four and five on the road. They're still in the a big good 10. team though. Yeah. Oh they're, my they're, gosh. Yeah, they're a good team, but like they yeah, yeah, they haven't really lost. These are BPI four, are they tw- are they twelve and zero in on yeah they're home? they're they're perfect at home. So they must for all four of the losses have gone. Yeah, they're all I on guess, the road. Yeah, they're the only team in NCA right now that has I guess a that undefeated sense, home team record. But also that Minnesota is pretty bad. They're, well, okay. They, I mean, well, I mean, they're not okay. They're not bad. They're but not also, bad. Right? They're last in the Big Ten. Like they're almost. They're the seven. Po- and, well, they're seven and nine overall. The potential they could have had as a team, they've underperformed that because we yeah. were talking. They might be one of the best teams in the Big Ten. 
with the crew that they had. With Everybody, Daniel Oturu. Yeah, and... everybody was returning almost. It was just kind of like, yeah, you have to put them up there. They're going to be a good team, but, you, you know, I, I things mean, change. It's it's just crazy. Season to season, things aren't what you expect. Yeah. I think they need this quad one win. I feel like that, you know, their coach is going to be telling them that, uh, you know, I feel like they're going to be able to get this one out. Uh, yeah. And I feel like Minnesota should be – a team to watch mm-hmm. in the Big Ten tournament. They might be a sneaky team in the Big Ten tournament that like would make a run, like kind of like Michigan did a few years ago when they were like the eight seed and they ended up winning the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I feel like that could be a story, the Minnesota story this year. Yeah, that, they, it could they're be. a sneaky little team and they get you know they get that automatic bid because they win the Big Ten tournament. They yeah. have Minnesota has lost in their last five to Penn State, Iowa, and Indiana. So three very good teams. Indiana obviously beating Penn State in that very good. So very good. They kind of played the meat of the Big Ten Conference right there, kind of mm-hmm. all the guys who are tied up at the top. Um, they got the W over Northwestern, but I mean, I don't really think I didn't really think about the Maryland's terrible performance on the road. But I think I still think Maryland's got it. I really think so. I, th- yeah. I don't. I don't think they'll be able to lose to Maryland. I don't yeah, think. I'm gonna give it to Minnesota. You're gonna go with Minnesota. I'm gonna go with Minnesota. All right, they well, need that win. It. I mean, that's not a bad pick. I mean, Maryland. They just yeah. lost their like their first game in a while to Ohio State and yeah. Minnesota's coming off a dominant win against Northwestern. They're at their all time high in confidence right now. So that's not a bad pick, especially at home at the Williams Arena. It's mm-hmm. possible. I mean it's possible. Why not? Why not pick Minnesota and just go with them for fun? Mm-hmm. Who wants to see Maryland win anyway? I know. <laughs> no. And who, la- who likes the favorite? I know. Finally nobody. Fell- <laughs> last but not least fellas for the last game we're gonna analyze today. Uh, coming up um, on Wednesday, the Duke Blue Devils take on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Demon Deacons. Uh, I, I feel like this know. one's an easy one. Like I feel like Duke's gonna walk into Wake Forest and just blow them out. I feel like this one shouldn't be an upset to watch over the next two days. I feel like you know Dayton, number four Dayton, going all all the way out to George Mason. Mason, I feel like that one is something that you yeah. should watch <laughs> for an upset, or even seeing how San Diego State responds to their first loss of the season like that's how i want to see i want to see how san diego state's going to respond to that loss yeah if it's just going to be a downwards uh trend from there or if they can come right back and take a win yeah yeah i i mean because they have they have duke winning in a 91 percent chance and wake forest doesn't have a 10 percent chance of winning they have like wow so (laughs) isn't duke like 500 this year like they're like 13 they're they're 13 and 3 in the conference and then twenty three and four overall. Wake Forest doesn't have a ten percent chance to win. Nope, they have an eight point six percent chance. They beat, they beat, they beat, they beat North Carolina by like seventeen. Well, well, but okay, they won, they've only won one out of their last. Five. North Carolina isn't the team that they normally are this year. They're, yeah. you they're still not bad. They're not bad. They don't have the same reputation this year. They, 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 I mean, they did the lose to Louisville and Miami and Syracuse and Georgia Tech, so I can see where that's coming from. But. Give them a little bit of credit. That's what I was well, going to say. But won, give them a 11% chance, please. won four out of the last five, only losing to NC State. Who was also unranked. Well, they and got was killed by NC State. Too. Yeah, I know, but still, four out of five, and they beat Virginia Tech 88-64. to 64, Yeah, so. I'm not saying that Wake Forest is going to win. I'm just saying 9%, make it 11. That'll make me feel better. That's like, just, you can, like, you can't cut them out this that's early. Like, you're giving I, them an 8% I'm gonna chance. I'm going to throw it all out and just say, that's, no, bogus. That's, that's predictors. Rough. That is rough. <laughs> anyway, moving on into rough. the most exciting and debate-filled section of the show. We have Joe Lenardi's latest bracket in front of us. And we have 
all of the seeds picked out. That is projected. This is not official or anything. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of crazy names out there that are on this team or this bracket as far as team-wise. And there's a lot of crazy teams that have some pretty yeah. wild seeds that well, they put in. Something that I noticed is he has a rematch of the championship game. He has Texas Tech a 7 seed and Virginia as a 10 seed in the south region which that i feel like with how crazy this season has been with this whole basketball season i honestly wouldn't be surprised if like a 10 11 12 seed made it and potentially won the final four in the championship this season yeah it's just been wild how many good teams there's been i mean everyone's played well during this time at the end of the year and one name that stuck out to me is creighton is now a three seed and Michigan. In what? Wait. In what? Uh, what division? They're, they're in the, the west. west. The west. They're in the west right now. Obviously, this isn't like set in stone yeah, or anything. Know, but, but yeah, but Joe Lenardi's pretty accurate. Yeah, too. yeah. He 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 does all of his homework, all every single detail he's got into account. But I mean, Creighton's a three seed. During the beginning of the season, I don't believe they were ranked. It's just kind of like they're a team wow. that I think was there at the beginning of the season. Like people were talking about them a yeah, little yeah, bit, yeah. and then they like disappeared. They fell now off they're like a little bit. You know, now they're just coming right back. Like, they've been like up. a quiet team this whole season, and we just like no one's really talking about them. Right. And another one of the bigger things that I saw, the Big Ten has like ten teams on here. Oh, they do have ten teams. That's, I mean, it's the most competitive conference. Oh, I've absolutely. It has any to be. any sport, it's the most competitive. I I can one hundred percent agree with that. And some people say the ACC, and I'm just like, the sure. ACC football division is oh, it's pretty, garbage, pretty bad. Clemson, it's a, it's a cakewalk yeah. for Clemson every single time. Yeah, and that's why everybody's hesitant to put money on them because they're walking through easy teams. How are they going to play good against a good team? But I, right. if they figure it out, I guess. Well, if but. you look at, I feel like there's some Big Ten teams that like are going to either underperform or overperform. Like I feel like Penn State and maybe Iowa are some of the teams that are going to underperform in this tournament. Yeah. In my opinion, I feel like Penn State they're I, they're on a downward trend in my opinion right now. And it's only just gonna keep going down. I'm pretty they excited. Might, oh, sorry. Oh, about they that. might they might win a game or two, but I feel like they're not they're not gonna go that far in this yeah. tournament. Penn State currently a four seed. Iowa currently a six seed. I, I can agree that's a little high. I mean, Penn State obviously coming off that loss, but you, you just wonder how these teams are gonna try to turn it around and try to boost their stock, especially at the end mm-hmm. of the season with the Big Ten tournament. These two teams are some of the teams that we haven't said that could be end of the tournament. We're talking them in the finals, but it's just like you wonder what these other teams are going to do. And Maryland, they they've been a high seed for a lot of it, Big Ten oh, tournaments, yeah. Yeah. and they have a one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michigan State, and Michigan have been lower, and they've won. Right. So what are you going to do? I mean, it's it. That's why March Madness is one of like the best tournaments, in my opinion. It's, it's just a, the, it's the just most, the madness. I think it's the most and everything look, that goes on. Looked forward to and most like most satisfying tournament in all sports oh i agree oh, yeah filling out brackets is like a national day i i think they should come out with it's a, a national, national fill, your, fill your bracket day i feel like that should oh, be a fun thing. fact for I you feel guys like we should get like you know school off for those first that, the, that the thursdays that those games start I and just like be able to set up a bunch of tvs I and just watch all those fun games fact for i love you guys. the way you're thinking zach fun i fact love for it you guys when michigan went to the national championship my cousin actually had the number one bracket in the world well, that's really? a, up, until, impressive. Un, up until the final four when uh Michigan lost. To, Vill- to no, Villanova? Yeah. 
Yeah, sorry. Up until the uh, whatever it was national championship game, national championship that, game when Michigan lost, they, okay. they ended up that dropping season, like two hundred or whatever. But. That that season was crazy with yeah. Loyola, UMBC beating one seed Virginia. That whole part of the bracket was just insane with everything yeah. going on. All the those, upsets those couple, in that those bracket. Of years too. Virginia coming back from getting knocked out in oh, the yeah. first round to then winning the national championship. Last, last year, the, the final four was very very exciting. I feel I still feel like Auburn should have beaten Virginia. That, yeah. that, you can't I not change. That, yeah. that was a very ta- that was a very talented Final Four. That was it was or even Elite Eight as well. Oh, exactly because uh, Auburn played Kentucky. That Virginia Purdue game was thrilling. How oh, they missed. Yeah. How they threw it all away game. from half court, and he made that shot. Michigan State, and I think it was. Dude, uh, no, I, I think Elite, it was. It was Texas Tech in the Final Four, but wasn't it, it was, in the Elite Eight? We beat Duke. I don't know if Michigan State played Duke in the Elite Eight or the Sweet Sixteen. I can't quote. I think it was the Elite Eight. But I know they only won by like one. And I, thought, yeah. I believe it was. I the think Elite it was the Elite Eight because I think Michigan State was a two seed last year. Yeah, it was a one versus two seed. Yeah, and then Texas battle of the Titans. Tech nobody, no other bracket had one versus two. I didn't. I right. I thought Duke was gonna roll over. I, I'm not well, roll over, well, but beat beat them like by ten or so. Yeah, and then yeah. well, Duke almost lost to UCF last year with Taco Fall. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Taco. That that one shot at the buzzer. Oh, man. That broke my heart. I remember what I got so been? excited. I, I, it, it rolled around. I was jumping up and down, and then I had to yeah. you know, I remember hold my enthusiasm. Yourself, kind of. yeah. Exactly. I remember being in Colorado one, in a condo watching that game on, my, on the couch, and I was just watching it, and I was just like, there's a chance. They might actually win, and then that last shot happened, and right. I was very upset. I'd eat some so, ice cream after so, that. Some but. very uh, memorable <laughs> March Madness moments in my mind is uh, Jordan Poole's buzzer beater oh, against Houston. I that was I'll never forget that. And not only that, but Trey Burke's uh, three point shot against Kansas to send that game into overtime. Yeah, I'll Look, never forget that Burke shot. I watched oh, that, that was, live. Oh my gosh! I, and I watch I watch that over and over and over yeah. again. It's just so. Who would have thought to take a, like a shot like five feet away from the three point line with all these guys falling and surrounding you? Like he had some guts to take that shot. Yeah. And it, but on, honestly, a very another game that I'm like pretty excited for is the Indiana Butler game Ooh, in the Midwest. So that's a good one because like name in state, in state rival. I mean, they're not super big rivals, but they're in state rivals. Mm-hmm. And it's a seven and ten seed, so very very. It's really a coin flip. Yeah, it's and a very evenly matched team in a pretty competitive. I mean, I, I guess not very competitive uh, region, but I mean, that's one that I'm actually really looking forward to watch because I know. Like a lot of people in my family are from Indiana and they're big Butler fans, so I mean I'm pretty excited just to watch that one. And too. I think the winner of that game could give Dayton a run for their money. I don't know really? how much Dayton really? is actually going to be doing in this tournament because there's nothing against Dayton. I mean, but they're in a smaller conference. It's it's like Wichita State. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much they like. I haven't necessarily seen them prove themselves this year. Like they've always played these lower level competition teams. But you're, once you get into the tournament, you're playing. You're playing with the big boys. You're playing with the really good teams. You're it's playing with the, the big dogs. Yeah, you're yeah. playing with the best sixty-four teams, best sixty other sixty-three teams in the country. You're not playing with your conference at that point. Yeah, totally agree. And looking at the West, we could have another rematch. Oh, Michigan, Michigan and, and Oregon. Oregon. And boy, was that a great game. Ooh. I still wish we would have won that game. That uh, one makes me so mad. But well, yeah, we just held on to the ball way too long at that, that final possession. Yeah, and I I honestly believe the winner of that game could be Gonzaga. Either, oh, they definitely either, could. either team. I mean, Gonzaga's been amazing, but being Gonzaga twice this year, 
We could. We could. And Oregon's a good enough team. They can really beat anybody oh, yeah. if they're on. I mean, I feel like the winner of that game could honestly take the West. I'm, I'm not really concerned about Florida State or Creighton as much. There's three well, Big Ten teams in that division. Right. Yeah, like I mean, Rutgers, Iowa's, but Rutgers, I mean, Michigan, Iowa. Rutgers yeah. is only very is only good at the home. I'm just saying just for like the fact that them like, at yeah. the them at the rack is a different think, team. I don't think Rutgers are gonna. No, I think they probably lose. To something Alice. that made me chuckle a little bit was seeing Duke at the two seed. How many times have we seen Duke as a two seed and just struggle in the NCAA tournament? So uh, many times. I don't know. Most recently, losing to South Carolina in that second. I think it was like the second in the second round or in the Sweet 16, well, like this unproven South Carolina team just beats this number two seed seeded Duke team. It's just not good news for the Duke Blue Devils if they're the two seed. Yeah, I feel like that'll start. It'll start a riot. In no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. It'll, it'll just be kind of weird, just being like, "Oh, Duke's a two? What? Wait, what? Who's this San Diego State team?" When people right. when people are starting to fill out brackets that aren't, they're not sports followers they're they're doing it for their office they're trying to win a new coffee mug or something where they're going to be like oh i'm gonna pick them because this is a cool place mm-hmm. which i feel like that's the cool thing about march madness is everyone picks differently and everyone succeeds differently right and there's not like you need to watch every game from tip to the buzzer and you have to analyze it to make the mm-hmm. best pick no the best bracket i've ever had was a coin flip Right, the best record I've ever had was high have, seed. I had my nephew seed. choose which mascots were his favorite, and that's how I. That's, that's a good one. That's, that's a good how, one that's too. What, that was my best. I was like top like a thousand in the nation at one point. Yeah, yeah. I think the best. I mean, and then like Purdue lost. I want to yeah. get a puppy just to do the the, the, the dog. Dude, food yeah. I have my dog. That's the one I want. Yeah, I my I have my dogs do that every year. I hold a treat in one hand, and one hand's the higher seed, one hand's the lower seed, and I always have my dogs. Pick that's a awesome. What's they the, always uh, don't what, do good at the end. Is it Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel that does that, where he has, like, dogs choose, like, the winners for uh, games? I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. But but there is a chance, fellas, there, that there could be a Big Ten Elite Eight. Ooh. I, I mean, I'd like I, to see it's, a that. Very, it's a very minuscule amount of chance that's going to happen, but there is – I think there's two teams in each division from the Big Ten. Because in the Midwest, yeah, the it's big- Illinois and Indiana – Yep. Um, south is Maryland and uh, Michigan State. Or Wisconsin. Or Wisconsin, too. And yep. then west we have, we said that already, Michigan, Rutgers, and Iowa. And then we have Ohio State. Ohio State and, and, Penn, and Penn, State. Penn State. And those those two teams, I think, could could actually make it to the Elite Eight to face each other and to to try to get out of the East. Could we then. could we get a Michigan-Michigan State Final Four matchup? Ooh. I, that'd, that'd be exciting. That'd be so fun. I, I wish would that love would to see that, but I don't think it's going to happen. It's not. I don't think it's going to happen, but it'd be so exciting. Yeah, it'd be, and especially if Michigan or like it'd be huge bragging rights over the whole state. Like, yeah, there's the in-season games. There might be the Big Ten tournament. But hey, but we beat this you is the in big, March Madness. Like when it actually counts, we like, beat we, you. We beat you. Yeah. We eliminated you. That over yep. You. You're going Little home crime. Brother. I'm pretty sure. Wait, we're all Michigan fans, right? Yeah. Go blue. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Go blue, Go blue baby. Yeah. Being a Go Blue fan, looking at this bracket. The team that's playing Ohio State, I'm oh, cheering so much. Love- I believe Northern Iowa could not only beat but destroy Ohio State. I I will I will say that on air. You can mark it down. Twelve twenty p.m. <laughs> on this lovely Tuesday, you can the twenty fifth. If Northern Iowa plays Ohio State, they will win. I'm picking Northern handily. Iowa if North- they play Ohio. State. I'm oh, picking Northern Iowa. It, whoever okay. they play, actually. If you're picking Northern Iowa, say I. 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 
Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I don't want Ohio State well, to win. Remember, but I like think one of cool. the last times that Northern Iowa was was in the tournament, they upset the sixth seed. Then they go to play Texas A and M. They blow like an eleven point lead with forty five seconds left. Yeah, against like like how do you do that? That's, I don't know. I remember that uh, Texas game. I think it was two years ago when they banked in that three oh, that from was half crazy. court. I was just like. Yes, that's what. That's why you love yes. March Madness oh, for moments like crazy. that. There's always games like that, and it's just wild. I mean, another team I would like to see lose, not particularly for the Big Ten, but could we see Nova at an early exit if they go on to play? Which, wait, which mm. region? I can't find. Villanova's in the South. South. So they're the three seed. They're playing Colgate first, which no no offense to Colgate, but I feel like well, that's, that's gonna, we beat that's them in be hockey. We beat them in hockey. They're one of our what? Four oh yeah, wins? go dogs. We beat we beat Colgate. <laughs> the the toothpaste. No, I'm just kidding. I take that back. I'm sorry. No, they play. They could play Arizona, who's a six seed. But after that, Texas Tech, Virginia, Maryland. Maryland. Those are all Those very are very good teams. Quality programs right now. I feel like this could be the year where we're not seeing Villanova in at least a late eight. Well, I mean, if you look at the South, I feel like that is one of the most stacked. You got Baylor, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Kentucky, Arizona, Villanova, Texas Tech, Virginia, and Maryland, all in just one side, one part of the bracket. Like, yes, like Arizona and Wisconsin aren't having their years, that, but those are still some that name one, That one's going to be the one I think that everyone's going to be paying attention to. Like, oh, yeah. There's like a couple teams in like Midwest and East and, what, like, and the West too as well. Like, I mean, people will be paying attention to Michigan. People will be paying attention to like – uh, Florida State and stuff like that in Gonzaga. But, like, Answer. I feel like everyone's going to be having their eyes on the South for how competitive that's going to be. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the champion came out of the South. I wouldn't be surprised either. It's probably the strong. It's probably the strongest quadrant. I, uh, I feel like the Midwest is the, the weakest. Oh, yeah. But I, I just feel like there's not enough consistent good teams on there. Because, uh, I mean, if I would to bet again Baylor and Kansas, I'd probably still put money on Baylor, even though Kansas just beat them. But, well, and then... Louisville got killed. I was watching the Louisville Florida State game oh. last night, and they got smoked by they Florida State. They got slaughtered. I don't. And then Indiana's never consistent. The I don't know. Butler's not necessary. I mean, I haven't watched much of Butler. BYU could win the Midwest. Right. Well, and Dayton, like, like I said earlier, like they're like a Any smaller team. Any of the top team. ten teams of the Midwest could win the Midwest. I mean, yeah. I, I really like I mean, this you have, BYU you have team. Stephen honestly, Austin in the Midwest that had that big upset against Duke earlier in the year. Yeah. And that's I feel good, like that's I mean, giving them have, the 13th seed instead of like a 14, 15 yeah. seed. Yeah, I think mean, that's the, yeah. They're, they're a one thing to take in mind. If this bracket were to stay true, which it's probably not. Probably but not. Dayton would be playing in Cleveland for their. That's like their backyard. That's their backyard. Like, that's crazy that you can, that it's well, just kind of crazy how that, well, thing, if you that look stuff at, can happen. Look at the well, East. Well, Butler and Indiana, too. I mean, that's going to be a good Sandy, one. San, San, San Diego, Diego State. What, if they get all the way to like the Elite Eight final, uh, Sweet 16, they're going, they have to go all the way across the country to New York. And if Duke gets there, then Duke's like right there. Like, I don't mm. understand that part of it, man. Which, I mean, yeah, I don't know if San Diego State it's, will it's get to weird. the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight, but I don't know. I, I wait, so the East, they're playing San Diego State, Austin P, St. Mary's, and Florida. They're playing in Sacramento, California, correct? Yeah. And then, yeah. the, and then after and then Sacramento, moving to Tampa. For the sweet no, for the sweet for sixteen, the, then they would move to New York. Uh, for the yeah. sweet sixteen, elite eight, they'd move to New York, and probably Madison yeah, Square. But Garden. I mean, I one thing that gets I don't know how Spokane gets two regions every year. 
How, I don't understand because that's probably where Michigan and Oregon would be playing. I think it's if because it's true. just so like yeah. in the middle that like they it, kind of it, yeah because it's it's not like a big town. It's not like a booming place. I mean, some of the places well, they yeah. play though, like, yeah, Omaha too. Yeah, Greensboro. Not necessarily the biggest. I mean, it's North Carolina got in Greensboro. Spokane, Washington. Albany. Like yeah. it's nothing. It's nothing against Albany, but like it's a smaller city. Yeah, in it, New York, you just I, be like. We want New York, Chicago. We want Detroit. Yeah. Well, those are like final four places. I mean, yeah. I get it. Detroit. Why can't they? Why can't they come closer? Like, have one in East Lansing. Have one in Ann Arbor. Maybe even like they could have Grand one Rapids. in Little Caesars. Grand like, Rapids. They really wanted wanted to. That would be beautiful. I'd love to watch. I'd love to go out. And I don't watch know where they March have Madness. it in Grand Rapids. Where would they have it in Grand? They I mean, they, they don't need to fill that or? many people, so they could just have it at uh. The, don't the, say the Delta. Not. <laughs> I was gonna say like Van Andel. Yeah, don't Van. say the Deltaplex, please. The Delta, no, yeah. Van Andel. Please, no. 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 I feel like they could the do Van Andel, but it's like not, it's not as good as a Van Andel. It's not. I feel like they could do Van Andel, but like I don't. They've they've done it where they've put bass like they have the capability yeah. to. They would they'd have to do it at well, Bres- Breslin or um Chrysler or well, Little Caesars or Little Caesars. There's only three places yeah. they could possibly do it. Well, I mean, hockey rinks are always bigger than uh you know basketball courts, so like they can fit a basketball court right yeah, there they could but i don't know if big grand rapids is like a big enough i just want to be able to go Town. drive to watch some of these basketball games. i would love that would to see one, but that would be close. that would be wonderful like I know how that is, detroit is hosting the frozen four i know that like how yep. is sacramento in the midwest Sa- what how is sacramento hosting games for the midwest bracket I don't know. I don't know. It's just I don't know. I feel <laughs> no, like I feel no. like they don't have I feel like they're just kind of doing it just so like they have enough like places and right. it's probably just for the money purposes like oh, they definitely pay, is like for they money. paid to have Yeah, it's it's weird how they do sites and stuff cuz it's just kind of like Cuz if it's in Sacramento, why aren't you having it in like Yeah, LA? like the first two games like in bigger, they're in in bigger weird weird venues. sites. But I know. then after that then they get normal like Los Angeles, Houston, Indianapolis, New York. Yeah. yeah. Those are all normal. Those are all good places to play. But I mean, we wish it was Dandy Detroit. Where's the Final still. Four again? Does do you guys know? Oh, uh, I, I just let me it look up. it up too. Let me look oh it up. my gosh, I'm brain farting. I don't know why Tampa keeps coming to mind. I know it's not in Tampa. I think it's just because I'm looking at Penn State right um, now. But. One sec, let me look it up. I'm trying to find it. Do do do. Um, I'm just in <laughs> no. 2020, which is this year. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at that up. Is true. Stop yelling it's at right me. there, right? No, it's it's a weird it's a weird setup they have on the website. I don't. Yeah. They have it in. It's, it's kind of kind of weird. Re, it's in New York. I think it's no. in New York. Is, is it? it? No, there's no way they can't have one of the regions be New York. Well, it then. says like round first, four, first, second, first, second, regional. It doesn't say the final, like the championship game. So I don't know. Wait. I'm pretty. Isn't it predetermined every year? I think it is. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm scrolling down. But anyway, as they figure that out, we have. Oh, it's in Atlanta. In Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, that's okay. a nice spot. Oh yeah, that's a that a makes nice sense. new stadium too. Yeah. Will they will they open up the top? No, absolutely not. We're gonna play outdoors, dude. I mean, I, they they might open it up at first, like just like have like the. Uh, why don't they do the Air Force game anymore? Or not the Air Force game? The the game on the um, Navy carrier. You remember that? Yeah, I do remember dude, that. That was were, such a fun game. Those were so cool. I wish they I would feel bring like those it back. Maybe because of like high winds. I feel maybe, like I, I don't mean, know. I, and I think it's probably because like sometimes like the the ball. I, I mean, it's probably minuscule, but Dude, like, that would be the, that'd the, be rocking, of the rocking of the ship. It's probably yeah. 
But yeah, that yeah, those were exciting. I kind of miss those. But anyway, is it what do you want to say, Zach? I was just gonna ask, like, do you guys think Auburn can make a run again this year as a four seed? No, no, I, I don't think I don't, so either. I don't think so. I I feel like Colorado. I I don't I don't know if this could be a twelve thirteen matchup in that Sacramento right. first round. I feel like Liberty and S- Stephen F. Austin could both pull up upsets. I, I feel like Stephen F. Austin is going to pull another upset, at least yeah. another one, and go. then they might that might be it for them. Yeah, go Lumberjacks. I'm more excited yeah. for like ESPN when on Snapchat when they just have like the upset alert, <laughs> upset because I know, I know like for the first like two weeks it's just going to be like their like thumbnail is just going to say upset alert. Yep. And then the, and there's going to be the rumors and everything's yeah. going to be And going I always on. love watching the videos of, like, these campuses going nuts. Like, well, all the campuses that, you know, like they, they get the, the upset. They have the yeah. watch parties They're and just, stuff like yeah. that. They're going, They're going wild. Nuts. Like, when South Carolina, I think, made it to, like, the Elite Eight and, or, like, the Final Four. Yeah, and they were just only watch, a seven seed or Right, and just like watching that. the campus going nuts. I love that. That was so cool. Yeah. you. That's when you're like, man, I wish I was on that campus. Right. But anyway, boys. It's hey, we we could be on campus. We don't know if Ferris is going to well, go far. I, yeah, <laughs> no, no, we I'm could s- we could be that campus. I'm saying we're, think... we're not going to win the the Division One NCAA right. tournament. We could win the two, but not the we one. Could, we we could win the before. two again. We've done it before. We've we done, done it before. Again. We can do it again. But anyway, boys, it's been a good show. Is there any last words you'd like to say? Catch us Thursday. We'll have uh, basically the same thing. Try to get more content yeah, out for you guys. Thursday we'll be back. If you haven't tuned into Mics and Takes, there are partners here in the sports world at Bulldog Radio. Check, also, also check them out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Also give a listen to the other Bulldog Radio podcast that we got. They're uh, doing a really good job out there. Yep. Go on to Bulldog Radio on Spotify. You'll see all the ones that we have on there, along with a couple more that you can uh, do some research for yep. on the Bulldog Radio website. Yeah, for sure. Check them out, Zach. We appreciate you being on the show. Oh, thanks for having yeah. me. It's a lovely. It was a lovely time. Yeah, it was lovely experience. Yeah, it's great to have guests on the show. And if you want to be a guest, Let like us know. I've said every episode, you know what to do. Go to Twitter at the MVSP. Send us a message why you want to be on the show. And do it. You at them. could be the next Zach. Do it. You won't <laughs> do it. <laughs> Bet no. You won't. You're right. You won't. You won't. See, Zach's here, and you could be here. Definitely. Is that something you want to do? Maybe. If so, go do it. <laughs> right this very minute, right now. Do yeah. it right now. Do it right now. I want you to do it. Anyways, that'll be it for today's show, yep. fellas. It's really good fun. time. Thanks for coming on the show once again, Zach. We will see you guys Thursday. Yep. See you guys.